people of Earth, if you are hearing this, you are receiving a signal from another planet. Fanboy planet. Watch animated chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a Trekkie. Sit back and watch as the Uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the left to F in your dictionary and add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor. I'm just the definition of a fanboy, Listen up, fanboys, it's the Fanboy Planet Podcast, and here is your host, Derek McCaw. Hello. That was better this week. It was, it was, it was. Uh, This is Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of fanboyplanet.com, and we are podcasting from Seven Stars Bar and Grill uh, in San Jose, California, the only Star Wars-themed bar we drink at. Regularly and heavily. We're podcasting uh, right in I, front of a fresh-painted wall. A fresh-painted yeah. wall with, with all kinds of interesting Star Wars art. Uh, the, ta- the two things from Star Tours are my favorite, personally. Well, the um, image of Endor and Tatooine. But I have to yep. say, I, I can't give, a, give an address shout-out because they closed the blinds over where I was reading the address backwards. <laughs> so I can't tell you, but uh, look it up. Uh, and and we, do, we do link and we do tweet Bascom out. Bascom Avenue, just south of, of Stevens Creek. There we go. That's, is it south? Yes. Yeah, seven. I want to say it's seven eighty one. You're wrong. I, that much I know. Anyway, we have got three ninety eight. Oh, three ninety eight A Bascom Avenue. Check it out. It's a great place by daylight. Fantastic place to eat by evening. And I say that because it's a good place for families. Because mention cool the being fan a Star Wars. boys and you can get the linguisa corn dog. It's on the secret menu, uh, which is uh, on the video screen right now. It's it's. They don't keep secrets well. It's sort they of like the Death Star plans. about it. <laughs> Many corn dogs have died to give you this information. <laughs> Two boffins were slightly bruised. You can, bruised really, you can really taste the boffin. Uh, oh, it's just delicious. Just, just a hint of boffin. That's all you want. Bam. And, and they know what they're doing. Exactly. So, uh, you know, I'm going to say up front, just in case, guys, you, you probably pick this up on the Stitcher app. You're listening to us on iTunes. Rate us. Uh, subscribe to us, and I and I, I didn't realize, you know, that they actually do have kind of a, uh, a a rating system of the of the more you are reviewed, the higher up on the hierarchy you go. Mm-hmm. Just like that, it was up there. CrossFit Games. No, yeah. Number one was Justin Allen. Really? Who, who's Justin Allen? <laughs> My son. Yeah, but they left off the Brett Snyder part. Probably for good reason. I I just don't have the go heart USA. To, I just don't have the heart to break it to you. <laughs> anyway, uh, so you know, uh, if, you, if you review us on on iTunes, then they they put us higher on the th- place when people search for ridiculous conversations about pop culture. I think is a category. That's we're a high quality. We're, we're absolutely high quality. Uh, so what and place cor- are we in right now? Like three? I have no idea. Um, so it's just something I picked up by listening to other podcasts. So anyway, uh, and of course, if you uh, like what you're hearing, please go to the website, www.fanboyplanet.com, and kick a little over. Thanks. Uh, it costs a while. It costs a lot to kind of host, you know, and it just adds up. I shouldn't say it costs a lot per month. It just, it just adds up when it's been all these years of podcasting. This is so, 10 years, isn't it? Or uh, longer than that, 12. 2001, right? 2001 was when the site started. The podcast did not start initially. 2007. 2007, I believe, is correct. So, but it's been, we're almost, we're going on six years, and uh, we're, uh, we're past six years. It's a long time for a yeah, podcast, actually. Really. And uh, so. Uh, How many and, podcasts have you had 
come and gone since it, since 2007 at least 10 yeah i mean yeah they're the most episodes i've had of any is uh 15 okay well maybe i should just give up but anyway uh <laughs> thanks for that conversation <laughs> and cut to five minutes later in the podcast Derek swinging over the table uh <laughs> but uh anyway uh so do check it out we've been around for yeah i've been writing for 13 years so uh wow lucky 13 uh, so we got some comics news, we got some movie news, some television news. Uh, Nate's going to hang on to the end because he can talk about Walking Dead. Uh, we're going to talk about Groot, and uh, and we're going to talk comics. We're going to start by talking about comics conventions because there's some out of the New York Comic Con. Oh. There were some good things and some bad things. We mentioned last week about the RFID. Yes, and we had yet to know the dark secret they were hiding. Actually, the the dark secret has nothing to do with the RFID. Yeah, that's true, that, and that is true. And yet, uh, there is, and we see, and we but everyone's talking. associating with it for some stupid reason. It has nothing to do with it. Well, it doesn't have nothing to do with it because by by getting the RFID, the dark secret happened was allowed to happen because people didn't read the fight in print. Well, people even without RFID, that could have happened. Sure, potentially. All right, sure. So. So while we speak elliptically, let us be clear about it. What happened was that uh, many people, including, and this is what's stunning, is like uh, uh, that the, the RFID was, uh, New York Comic Con was tweeting out on people's, basically, I guess with an okay, yeah. a tacit approval had hijacked several, because there's no other word for it, because once people realized that they felt violated, uh, they had hijacked their, uh, it's their actually Twitter called, It's called ghosting. Yeah. Okay, really, I thought it was an After Earth, that bad Will Smith thing. No, it's, um, it's uh, yeah. ghost, ghost, ghost posting to go, your Twitter. Well, I didn't know that was possible, and I don't like it. And you do it all the time. Yeah. You do it all the time, actually. Was, what? What do you mean? I, when you have your Twitter feed go to Facebook, that's the same thing. Exactly. You've given except, Twitter your Facebook information, and Twitter can write to your Facebook. When I, when, and, but it never does. Uh, when, no, actually, you do the other way. You do Facebook to Twitter. So that's spooking? It's the same way. Okay. It's the same thing. Spectring? Anytime you give one application the rights to send information as you to another informa- another one. Yes, but it's Typically, not, but it's, it's, not, but it's nobody, to repeat something you've written. Right, so nobody but else is doing it to me. But there's nothing that says that they can't. So the amazing thing about it was that Harry Knowles' writing uh, capability like actually went up three grade <laughs> yeah. levels. Uh, you know, so, and that's how people were tipped off is the, twi- uh, the tweets made sense uh, and were well written. So well, didn't uh, they also like pre like before the con had even started? They had sent some of them saying the cons are having a great time. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and, and I think that's what it's first like the Azerbaijani election results. But they were also like, yeah, woohoo, <laughs> <laughs> blue fingers, and they were going, you know, and and saying, oh, so much pop culture goodness, and um, and Harry Knowles didn't, you know, talk about his, uh, you know, eating those three mountain goats on his bridge. <laughs> yeah, that's. Wow, you went there. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, should you be curious at home as to what the dictionary definition of irony is? <laughs> it just happened. That uh, is the pot calling the kettle a You do pot. with two photographs <laughs> and an arrow. That is the pot calling the kettle delicious goat, goat meat. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyway, uh, so there was that problem. We talked about last week the concerns about the tracking. So yeah. this year... It's very primitive, so some of the things we were talking about last week didn't really materialize. It was only tracking people going in and out of the convention center. It couldn't tell you what booth you were at. But then that is a, pe- a concern people are having is, as we've, as we've said, 
you might not want uh, people to know that you're at the Jenna Jameson Comics revival Or you spent booth. 20 minutes at the Yahweh uh, table. Yeah. At the Oh, uh, right. I'm sorry. Yes, the... Yes. Yeah, okay, I had to think about mm-hmm. Yahweh. I went, why would you not want people to know you're religious? And uh, then I went, ah, Yahweh, the Japanese <laughs> Yahweh. Um, yeah. Yes. Uh, there is one legitimate use, and that is by the fire marshal. No, there are two legitimate uses. Oh. Ready for this? This is the thing that, that happened as a result. Because I saw Rick post, and, and he's going, oh, much better than San Diego, except let's not forget about the $700 it'll take to fly out there. But, um, but, one unexpected side effect was the reason it was easier to move around there, they cut forgeries, forgeries down by about 40,000. That, wow. that wasn't at all expected, unexpected. That was, I mean, they, I they, mean, that was their intention. That was their intention. But, but what they discovered, they had no idea that the How problem many? was that bad. Yeah. And so when you complain about San Diego, I want to say if San Diego goes in the RFID, yep. I'm very intrigued to see... If that would, because I assume it's going to have it. It's like there's nobody here. <laughs> it's that would just, be awesome. It's Stanley, Gene Simmons, and Nathan Fillion eating a corn dog. <laughs> uh, <laughs> By the way, you just wrote a short film script just right there. I know. I'm I'm good that way. Um, and it yeah, would be, I, my estimate had only been like twelve twelve thousand. Yeah, that's but, that's so. huge. Yeah, that's, so that's amazing. So really interesting, and I, I want to before I go back to news that came out of New York Comic Con uh, over the weekend, rather quietly, uh, San Diego approved their convention center expansion. They're going nice. to double the size of that convention center by 2017, yes. and a hundred new hotel rooms. That's it. <laughs> no, no, no. That's a hundred with the Hilton because the Hilton is considered part of. The convention. convention center. Uh, so that's that's just the beginning. But believe me, as I was just there in San Diego and took a cab around Gaslamp, yeah, there's a whole yeah. section where they are they are clearing out the old crap that wasn't hotels, and they are getting ready to put up a whole bunch of new towers. Well, maybe I'll yeah. go this. And week, more this importantly. A cheesecake factory is I going heard. in. <laughs> now there was another. There was another problem. There was the another convention. cheesecake factory over uh, in Hotel Circle. Oh, that's right. There is. But I don't go to right Hotel by that Circle. Really good Mexican joint that does mariachi dinner. I don't go up to Hotel Saturday. Circle. That's um, <laughs> well. That's what you're missing that, out that's on. The isn't town, it, Derek? the town and country, or something like that. Is yeah. that what they call it? Yeah. Now there was also the that's one uh, of them. Yes. The creeper problem of the film crew from a group called Man Banter. Um, that was apparently harassing a number of the female attendees. Uh, you know, and that really pisses me off. First yeah. of all, it ruins, this, ruins it for those of us who are creepy. And, uh, <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> it, uh, and by that, I, I, I mean right. But, uh, no, 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 it's okay. It was a bad joke, but I'll, I'll let it stand. Go ahead. Your hatred only makes me stronger. <laughs> no, I mean, seriously, it does. Like, I read one description, and, I, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm hoping... That that's all there really was, like I, I mean, you know, that maybe these guys learn. I don't know, I, because unfortunately, it's one of those stories that you start seeing it pop up around, and you're not sure if you know. I haven't had time to follow and and click through, but yeah. the one story I read was just like, holy crap, was it was it the geisha one? Yes, that's my friend Diane. Oh, um, you know her. So tell yeah. me, I'm going to let you talk about it um, then, because it is. And then I apologize even more because it, it doesn't make it better that it was a better or worse that it was a personal connection. But the whole thing was just like, mm-hmm. 
I mean, because oh, I do want to say, it just, it, was she, she wasn't dressed from old boy, right? No, I don't believe so. Because I had this terrifying moment at Comic-Con when they were promoting old boy, and they had mm. these geishas and their umbrellas, and, their, and they sent me a tweet like, you know, come find one of our comfort girls for, the, for our hotel girls. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God, have wow. they gone so far as to purchase prostitutes for the press? And you know Which how hard that is. Time. And you know how hard that is for me to say with a with a cinnamon whiskey, purchase <laughs> prostitutes for the press. I, I mean, I, I really what. Luckily, they're just giving me, um, you know, do not disturb signs. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, so I thought that that had crossed a line it at Comic Con, and and that but that was from a promotional company. And so yeah. I realize, fanboys out there, I realize that the line sometimes seems to be blurred. But you know what? It isn't. So stop this crap. Exactly. Stop yeah. this crap. Stop giving us a bad name. Uh, and, you know, look, if you want to talk to a girl, talk to a girl. Be polite at all damn times. And even worse was, at not to, uh, uh, she actually is, I believe she works for Tor. Um, she's really big in the steampunk community. And she was, it was a wonderful steampunk outfit with the umbrella, which is beautiful. Um, I didn't see a photo, so that's again, I didn't Even know. worse was, someone else she, she was talking with said that the, uh, the man banter folk actually said to someone after harassing them, hey, we're just trying to do our job. Bullsh. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Bolshevik. Hey, and to everybody else, if you see this stuff happening, you want to be a superhero, step in. So tell, tell the people uh, I'm to back sorry, off. What it, so it's manbanter.com? I believe it's, man, it's either the show is called manbanter or it's manbanter.com. It's one of the two. Okay. Yeah, it's probably soon, and, and soon you, to be sued out of existence. And you know what com. else ticks me off about, about it? It's because things like that start up, and that's why it makes it harder for yeah. a small site like Fanboy Planet to maintain. Look, you talk about my 13 years of writing. I've been working that show for 13 years, and we've had our, our flush years where they've let me bring in a lot of reporters, and we've been able to do a lot of great coverage. And then it shrunk down in the last few years, yeah. the last couple of years, because they're idiots like Man Banner that are going like, that are just that they they think their job they they're think they're angle. jackass they're not press they think okay? that they're yeah. they're they're doing a a show and they're putting they're putting on content and really all they and are I, and I and this is what I, I'm not pro censorship but I do think that a group like a New York Comic Con or a San Diego Comic Con has a right as they've evaluated us and they've apologized to me that they can only fit in four because they had so many outlets mm-hmm. it's like take a look what are they really doing and start qualifying what are they doing. Yeah, I do a one. You know, essentially, uh, for the two days, uh, one man in in San Diego. Uh, you know, Stephanie threw, came in. Stephanie uh, Rodriguez flew down, and she took some pictures and added to the stuff. But so essentially, you know, I came, came up with like twenty twenty five articles out of Comic Con this past summer. Yeah, and you know what? No one felt harassed except maybe Godzilla, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> because I just stood out that side that experience going. Man, I need a cigarette. But anyway, uh, so that Man was a banter. great experience. But what, was, what was that, Nate? Man Banter is not a website. It is a YouTube show. YouTube it show. does have a Facebook page. They did keep up their creepy antics at New York Comic Con. Great. Then let's uh, shut them down. Yeah. I don't, you know, I don't know how, but I'd say if you are outraged by this, go to them and just... Do they have any like uh, what's their motto or what's their their uh, what's their their business statement? The most unapologetic man show in the history of public access television. Oh my Christ! 
Okay, these guys are giving Lon Lopez a bad name. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I, I, I'm making Moron Life seem like the most erudite of BBC comedies. No, this is stupid because it is, it is saying that to be a man, you're abusive and you, you don't care about hurting people, and that is not what being a man is. Which is a, yeah, that's crap, all. too. That's, that's crap. That's being a child. That's being a, uh, a, a felon. Prick. Uh, well, one, Prick I'm going to take it. It's not even being a child. I've trained my children. True. I it's mean, being an untrained child. Yeah. I, that's just ridiculous. Yeah. So I was an untrained child, and I never act in that manner. That's true. You were Tarzan, though. And I, in fact, like drove six hours with you, and my upholstery's fine. Yeah. So, you know, that's good. Okay. Let's leave Man Banner behind. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so I was... I, yeah, thank, thank you, Chris, for bringing that up. Anyway, but when it came down to it, as far as uh, track attendance, so San Diego mm-hmm. is about 140,000 this last year. New York was at one hundred and twenty thousand. Big yeah. show, big yeah. show. A lot. How many? What, the, the real question is, what's the ratio of people to square feet that they have? Because I don't know. Because San Diego the, does have a huge hall and getting huger all the time. And that's and New York. New York can only get so big before you. I you're can't remember where they did it. In New York. Off into the water. The Javits Center. Oh, that's 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 a good size. That's probably well, three quarters to nearly the same size as San Diego. Well, okay. what I, what I, when I was reading this, this weekend uh, about the convention center expansion in San Diego was I didn't really realize, you know, in all the arguments, I don't like um, the idea of going to the Los Angeles convention center because I just, I, I oh, don't like, no. I don't like walking around that neighborhood. The Anaheim convention center, but I didn't realize that they were bigger, that there actually yeah. are bigger than the San Diego. But if San Diego gets bigger than them, then the point San Diego is realizing is... But the, the, like Anaheim's the, just oddly laid out and not... It's, it's in a it's, weird place. And, the, and I would have to admit, look, I, as much as I love Comic-Con, you know that there'll yeah. be two days of Comic-Con, I'd be over it at Disneyland. I'd be going, I should get over to Comic-Con. <laughs> Indiana Jones! So I can't do it. I, you know, I, I can't do it. Um you know, and, and God help it. You know, if if they ever do something more than Stark Expo, which oh, in two weeks they will, the Dark World is going in, and they're not taking out Stark Expo. Excellent. Dark World is going next to. So basically, interventions is slowly because Dark World taking be over uh, over uh, Space Mountain. No, Dark World is taking over a section. They're, they're using less and less footprint in interventions for the things that nobody uh, wants to pay okay. attention to. Yeah, and and it's slow. So Stark Expo stays. Then Dark World. I saw it all covered up. See, I have nothing against Microsoft, but it was really ludicrous that they had so much Xbox crap in there and just. Well, dumb not only that, but even you, but even now when you go down there, it's like you, you know the the first floor of Interventions is the home of the future. Yeah, but it's not the future anymore. No, it's, it's what you can buy next week. It's the home. It, it's Bill Gates' home. Yeah, he's had it for ten years. Yeah, and so you know it, it no longer has that. Uh, I, and I, and to be fair to them. I don't know what would dazzle us now because what's the you know it, it's almost beyond our thinking as to what you're going to come up with that's going to top. Oh, I've got a little tablet in my hand that runs everything. Actually, Microsoft on its main campus does have a home of the future that yeah. would blow you away. I can tell you about. I'll, I've seen. I'll tell it. you about it. Not, I've not physically seen it, but I've seen photos. I yeah. don't think you can legally tell me about it, can you? I can tell you about it. Oh, yeah, we can it's tell just, you stories. Just basically, like you go into the you go into the dining room, right? And there are projectors and cameras all along the uh, the upper wall, yeah. so you can change the way the walls look at any given time. Be a rainforest, be a snow-capped mountain, or whatever. Mm-hmm. You can change the way what the layout is on the table, 
You can turn the table into a game by virtue of the projector and the cameras. You can do all this kind of stuff. You can you can set it up for which working is, on homework. Which is, which is what the Xbox One is going to do, project it's out into houses. Something something like that. But this has been around for five, six well, years. Well, sure, but even but I'm saying... When, when you see this throughout the whole... Uh, the kitchen, for example, you put... You put uh, food down on the on the counter and it identifies it by a projector as to what it is in this un- otherwise unmarked jar you know it's just really really incredible stuff yeah so. the the one you know we're just gonna become blobs with little appendages they i mean made a movie like that i know they did thanks and I'm, i can hardly wait to get his power disc uh <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk comics so out of there came the that uh dc in the new 52 wisdom is uh, going to do next summer a five years after event, so they're going to yes. they're going to go yes. forward five years. Rumor is Damien will be appearing in that, so now, we will have the return of Damien. I've heard Wayne. two rumors: one that we'll have a return of Damien, and the other one that it'll be an Elseworlds kind of thing. No, no, there's a miniseries called the called the Return of Damien Wayne by the Cuber. Son of Batman, Son of Batman, yes. right? Okay, that so, one's definitely an Elf, uh, Elseworlds. It, no, it's not definitely an Elseworlds. Okay, it's. It was. They started working on it long before they knew what Grant Morrison or that, you know, because DiDio kept it to himself. I I mean, out of there, and I have to look at some other sites to get quotes from DiDio, but one of the things that keeps specifically getting repeated is that he talked about how much he's not a fan of Grant Morrison's work. Interesting. Which is when I go, well, Grant Morrison's done the stuff that people are responding to the best. It tells me your taste might not be the best judgment right now. Yeah, which is selling better, Dan, your stuff or Grant's? Because we want to be friends with Dan DiDio someday. I'm just but I, I'm, I'm wondering if it's a misquote or taken out of context because it's just a weird... I think Dan is an awesome guy. I've still got one of the biggest hits on my YouTube channel. Oh, I is, love that. I love that is video. Is that video of Dan. I love that video. And he's just he's hanging out with the fans and he's doing a Prince and the Popper thing. And he is a cool fanboy. Yes, yeah. he is. Yeah. So, I mean, so that's weird. Um, you know, so I'm not sure. Out of there, of course, finally, which you got very excited about over the weekend. Miracle Man. Miracle Man. <sighs> Miracle Man. Yeah, Kimota. Kimota. That's actually the text I got from Cardiangelo. Kimota! <laughs> <laughs> so, so for people who haven't read about this already, it's going to be a reprint of everything that happened. For, every and, individual mm-hmm. issue starting in January 2014, reprinting all the way through to issue number 25, which never saw the light of day. And then however many continue... I mean, because 25 apparently so was So it's going to start with the amnesiac who Mike doesn't Moran. remember that he is, he is actually Miracle Man. Right. Okay. Right. And moving forward and telling the story that goes through the Alan Moore. But by virtue of contract, they can't talk about Alan Moore. He's just there. So it'll be interesting to see if they even credit him. Uh, because he gave up all his rights. Boy, it's going to be really bad if they don't credit him. No, 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 no. That's by his design. I know. No, because you know that's even. I think even reprints of Watchmen have have omitted his name. Uh, I don't think. I don't so. think the so. last version. I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm not positive. Yeah. I know the movie kind of went by the graphic novel based uh, based. You know, created by some guy and Dave Gibbons. <laughs> it's like a subliminal uh, frame that goes by. Was, uh, the, it it art goes created by. by it I goes think. goes by really quickly, and you feel uneasy, and you and don't know popcorn. why. Yeah. Um, so, uh, anyway, they're, they're going to reprint through. So 20, issue 25 had been completed 20 years ago and just never got published. So that's going to go through. And then I don't know how many more issues Neil Gaiman and Mark Buckingham, the original replacement team after, uh, yeah. you know, but it'll be interesting to see, which means crap. 
It's going to be at least another. I have to live another two and a half years uh, together because if it's, if it's well, good monthly, luck with that. Yeah. I'll give you three. <laughs> Look, do you see what's going on in the world? We're never going to see another, the end of Miracle Man. Another two and a half years. Well, that'll get you through the next Avengers movie. Yeah. Ooh, I have something to live. You for. might even make it to the last Hobbit. <laughs> <laughs> No. no, that's he. He really means the last Hobbit, which is the follow-up to the Hobbit. Oh God, <laughs> Return of the King and the Last Hobbit. This time he's pissed. Um, it's, it's basically a, it's a Highlander crossover. It's a Christopher Tolkien nightmare. <laughs> there can only be one half. Uh, so there's that. Uh, they now saw another slew of Marvel nows, including as uh, listener Brian K. Shimada asked, uh, Dan Slott is doing the new Silver Surfer book with Michael Allred. I think a great... I mean, I kind of... I enjoy Silver Surfer more. I love when, when uh, Keith Giffen and Kevin McGuire did Silver the Defenders and the Silver Surfer actually became a surfer and like found himself in a Silver Surfer community. Like Giving Norrin Rad a sense of humor or at least making fun of him... or ha- give- Well, they're actually... Have you read about this? The, the storyline is that it's almost like a Doctor Who story. He's got a companion. He has yeah, a, yeah he has I a, saw that. Yeah, a human companion who is pretty much there to to bring out a human side to the story. So I suspect he's going to be back to an alien who doesn't really understand everything that he's seeing, even though he's really wise and powerful. Yeah, that she's going to have to say. Oh yeah, no, I she's going to have to kick him in the shins. I every think now that's and then. a it's a great it's a great idea. It'll be fun, and you and, and and you got Allred doing art, and then I believe. You know, I saw, and you said, well, Dan Slott's got a sense of humor. He's going to write something funny. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that the rest funny of the all-red uh, all clan, but funny and touching. Funny I the mean. way you expect most all-red books to be. Yes. He yes. Does, he doesn't fun. write straight up. It's fun. fun. Yeah. Fun. Just like FF. FF. And you look at Dan Slott, even though he's been writing a kick-ass Superior Spider-Man, you got to remember She-Hulk, which was hilarious. Spider-Man's hilarious at times. At I mean, times. And disturbing. Yeah. And all that. And out of that is the other thing, is there's going to be a Spider-Man 2099 Marvel tale. Back to Allred for a second? Yeah. I think Allred, uh, I was looking at that and going, you know, Allred is the perfect guy. Absolutely the perfect guy to draw the Silver Surfer. Oh, absolutely. But cosmic. I would love to see somebody, I'd like to see an experiment where they I want a blacklight poster of Michael Allred. I want Allred to draw the Surfer and somebody else to draw everything else. That's interesting. I want, you know, just... Put an all red surfer, Brian Hitch, or somebody. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna blow your mind. I'm gonna say, put an all red surfer in the midst of an Alex Ross painting. That would Didn't be cool. Didn't we learn our lesson with Image United, guys? <laughs> no, you did because you read it. We didn't. Uh, so, yeah. And it's time to go through the bag of books. Chris walked away, which is perfect time because he doesn't read books. So uh, he doesn't read comics. Yeah, that's he reads I mean. lots of books. He says that, but I think he just smells them. So he's got a great nose. Then I, he does. He does. So you want to go first? Uh, well, let's see. Oh, I've got Wonder Woman, which is nothing, I don't have that. Nothing exciting. I mean, I actually really like the book. Uh, it's funny because it is totally like it only vaguely ties into regular New Fifty Two continuity. It went so as, she's like Thor in the Marvel universe. Yeah, when Brian Azzarello yeah. feels like it, you know. Right. Um, the cover of Superman, Batman, uh, Superman, Wonder Woman did uh, allude to things that were happening in Wonder Woman, but that's the only time in any other uh, book that has done it. Let, so, me, let me go yeah. next. I, I think I've got a few more. Uh, Indestructible Hulk special, uh, number one. This follows the X-Men special, X-Men uh, 
for wait a minute. New X Men. All, all new X Men. All new X Men. Uh, and the third one is going to be a special Spider Man. I, I Spider Man team up. Got to be Spider Man. Spider Man team up. Team so up. the book you dropped, they've lured you actually, back in. I actually, I did. I did pick up the one from last week. Well, good because you're going to have to pick that one up. So I need to. I actually, there's only one missing in my complete run. But this is, as we mentioned, this is uh, Arms of the Octopus Part Two of Three. Yes, I have to catch up on that. I'm going to go through. Oh, and. Uh, Six Gun Gorilla from Image uh, from Boom Comics, rather Boom Studios, which uh, is a series that I'm really enjoying. This very bizarre sci-fi thing involving a genetically modified gorilla and a guy with with, with forearms. Uh, my ears are burning. Yes, uh, yes, a guy with forearms. Wait, things just clicked. Uh, <laughs> genetically modified. Okay, and you got this one too, so we might as well both. Uh, yeah, we must both confess to Trinity of Evil, Pandora. Pandora. Number Why four. Did we do that? Why did it? It's still lasting. Yeah, we need therapy. Oh, the return of Nightcrawler. I see. Yep, Battle of the Atman. They've been alluding to this going to happen. And look at Nightcrawler, though. He's no, got, that's uh, not Nightcrawler. That no. is an alternate universe. Ah, uh, Nightcrawler slash X twenty three combo or something. X twenty three only has two claws, though. Alternate? No, no, it's an alternate universe where um, I think that Wolverine and Mystique did it. Oh, and okay. So that's I can see that. It's wool crawler or something like that. Uh, <laughs> wool crawler. Uh, uh And uh, here's yeah. one of those infinity books that isn't infinity. It's, uh, I, as I stare at it, I can two see. two of those. You know, today. it's like that It's like a picture with the sailboat in it. As I stare at it, I can eventually see the A pop out of it. And if I stare at it more, I can see the new, yes. new Avengers yes, yes. on the side of it. I'm also picking up, just to say, the uh, Marvel Ultimate Spider-Man for my son. They've been running this very good based on the animated series. Very right. fun book for kids. It's funny that, that's, that they've titled that Ultimate Spider-Man, but it's... No, it's, it's Marvel Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Because we're all forgetting that every it's single... It's not Ultimate Comics Ultimate Spider-Man. No. Right, right, right. No, uh, so it's confusing, yeah. Thief of Thieves, you still on this one, Nate? Yep, I'm way behind though. Issue seventeen. I think the last this one I read a, was issue seven. There, there's 17. not been a dud in this run at all. I mean, just I'm waiting to see what they do with the TV series. Kirkman yeah, yeah. continues yeah, to yeah, amaze. Yeah. I bypassed that one that you've got up there because we just talked about it. We, we love this book. Okay. Um, I've got King's Watch from Dynamite, which is the King feature yeah, syndicate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mandrake, Phantom, and Flash Gordon. The interesting thing is. That they'd already done this Flash Gordon series with Alex Ross advising called Zeitgeist. Right. And this just restarts it again. Okay. But, but the idea is to make all three of these characters viable. And really, this is the first time Mandrake's been included since Defenders of the Galaxy, Defenders wow. of the Universe, yeah. the animated series. So it's interesting. And why it caught my eye is written by Jeff Park, who's writing Batman 66. And he is a great writer, and he's actually found some interesting ways to do it. So I'm I'm down with this. Oddly enough, I have read I've read the um, novels that came out of the that the Phantom, Phantom came out. I've read of. some of those, yeah, and um, those were fun. And the and Flash Gordon, of course, Mandrake is the one that's kind of opaque to me. I'm not really sure about that character. No one's sure. This is a, he's being treated very Doctor Strange like in this. So does he does he actually have mystical powers or is it potentially all a Shh. hoax? And here's what I tell you, my experience. <laughs> you didn't see him put the finger up, kids. Yes, I did. Shh. Who's my sweet soul? Uh, who's my <laughs> sweet spirit? Uh, actually, I have this uh, big little book from 1936 of Mandrake and the Flame Pearls. 
And oh, so, wow. so it was uh, it was both mystic and but the but what they said was basically Mandrake gestures hypnotically. That was his power. That was a description oh, okay. of a superpower. And then he would make like the like I mean like, like the, the shadow, shadow having yeah. the power to cloud man's mind. Yeah. But he could create illusions. So uh, and pe- but so real that people would suffer the the punishment of them. You know, uh, so like you know, and, and so that is my lar- my biggest experience exposure to him was having this big little book, and uh, you know, so that yeah, was good. You know, and I think that somebody, whether it was Lee Falk or someone ghostwriting, had done a series of Mandrake novels as well. Hmm. I know there were Phantom paperbacks, and I'd read a few of those. Yeah, I've still got a couple oh, yeah. of those. Yeah, but I think there were Mandrake ones too. So we'll see. Pretty sure I had one when I was a kid. Yeah. So the next one up there for Rick. Uh, well, we got the Spider uh, Annual 2013. So we're ju- we're just on a dynamite run. So go yeah, ahead. This, there you go. I got... mean, this is continues. I mean, the Spider is the one of this pulp run that has always been in the present time, except and for uh, masks. He's he's in the masks crossover for in masks the 40s. when he goes in the 30s. goes back yeah. to to the previous yeah. character. So they haven't had a 40s Spider except when he appeared in that. And the the new spot uh, the new um, the this art style I don't know this is a this is a uh, yeah it's not the regular artist on this but the art style in the regular book is very almost photorealistic bl- a little slightly blurry which is kind of the same attitude that they took with and the next one on my stack this is the shadow which takes place in the forties with Chris Roberson writing right still isn't it um, uh, I think that's who it was yeah yes. Chris Roberson uh, who's yes. going to be writing. Uh, Doc Savage, as we talked about, and uh, really, I, I like his take I, on the his shadow. period stuff is wonderful. And uh, it, I, I, what's I like what's great about his period stuff is he has a good grasp of the esoteric aspects of history that were happening back then, yeah. and why, and is able to bring that into the storyline. Yeah, no, I, I I'm really enjoying his work. Uh, of course, then I had the uh, Justice League of America. Oh, Forever Evil still happening. Great. That was an interesting cover. It almost made me want to buy it, but not enough. Uh, except that Matt Kent is writing, taking over Justice League of America. And he is a he's a writer that a lot of people are kind of you know really getting into in the same way that a few years ago people were getting into Hickman and I wasn't listening then uh. so I'm paying attention uh, because Hickman is so fantastic that Kent might just be on something too so we're going to check that out. Oh my, my God, God. Michael P. S. Goodson. Say hello, say hello into the mic, sir. I need to go get your present, but it's not. But you texted me from work, or you emailed me at at the work. I know it's good because it's going to be ready for Christmas next year. It's still going to be good. It's still going to be good. I still owe you a birthday Christmas present from last year. You don't owe me squat. It's Michael Goodson, Fanboy Planet co-founder, sold out for a box of Hero Clicks sometime in two thousand seven. Uh, Michael Goodson. He gets a little tear in his eye when the you ori- say that. The originator of chair shots. The originator of chair shots. It's true. It's true. I did all that. Yes. And you're cutting all this out, right? And no, no, no. We just no. This in. goes no. up front. Okay. Go ahead. No. Hello, I mean, Mr. Goodson. He called you Mister. <laughs> <laughs> that what? What part confused you? No, did no. Michael. Michael just looked around, going, "Where's Nate?" <laughs> He's somewhere under your chair. Nate is Nate is skyped in. Oh, virtual Nate. I see. I can't hear virtual. No, Nate. it's real Nate. Say hi, Nate. Hi, Nate. I knew you were going to. do You can't that. hear him. I know. His can you hear anybody? Uh, I can hear him very faintly. Okay. Enough That's to right. tell that there's something there. But is there a, a volume control on that all the way up? There is. It's all the way towards plus. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, well, then turn it up. So we shall return. Um, while while uh, Rick is reading, of course, got Guardians of the Galaxy, which everybody should be reading. Yes, because let's face it, 
uh, not only is it a good book, but you know, got this big movie coming, and you can you can totally sound like you know what you're talking about, and you can be, uh, and you don't have to be creepy about it in front of girls at a convention. Okay, <laughs> wow, not anymore. It's the voice of experience. Times have changed. No, you missed the beginning. Oh, so, uh, so we've know, got Red Hood. Goodson, Goodson left the game too early. Red Hood and the Outlaws, <laughs> which uh, issue twenty four, which yeah. if you read the Batman and Robin. Rachel Ghoul uh, issue, from which I might have, or I might still be about to leads in a bag. Re- leads into this book, so that storyline leads directly into Red Hood and the Outlaws. So Rachel is going to be a big a character in this this storyline now. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. which yeah. is kind of it's no, no, no. You can't mess with the with. Can the, I point something out here? And right maybe now. this is something I've just missed. What's that? But on the there back are pictures of, in these books. On the back of this issue, there is an ad. For the book, The Eye of Minds, the newest James Dashner novel, how long have they been advertising in comics? Uh, for a few months. For a few months? Okay, because that... No, actually, actually, I take I take that back, because they've been advertising Rick Reardon, Scholastic's been advertising for a couple of years. Oh, yeah. Really? But I've been noticing this particular... Um, ad style for about yeah. three or four months. Like, okay. the same books are going in, and, you know, now that's been... Because the theory would be is the same person that's picking up this is going to pick up a young adult novel. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, honestly... And finally someone pick, figured that out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, so that's good. I also picked up Forever Evil Rogue's Rebellion. I which skipped is, on that one. Which is, the, uh, well, you know, I'll probably enjoy it. Uh, I might not read past the first one, but it's... You're but, more of a Flash fan than I am. So. I like the Rogues. Yeah, I like I, the Rogues too, but they I do like the Rogues. I like the idea. I like the way they've actually been kind of revamped for the new 52. Imagine you got Superman, Batman, Batman number I did. four. I did. Which uh, continues to have the uh, the beautiful artwork of Jay Lee. Oh, yeah. Nice. And it just, uh, it's amazing. I, every time I read a book with his artwork, I'm going, I can't imagine so, but did they're you, just charging me three ninety nine. But for you, this. But you read the villains and you saw, like, did you read Dark Side and, and, uh, um, Desaad. <laughs> yes, I did. Yes. Use your words, good. They team. were very. Uh, yeah, please. We don't just grab. No, he's, uh, he's he's gesturing frantically, like like someone whose aqualung has gone out. And <laughs> Does everyone to... need to hear me ask for you to hand me something? Yes, yes. yes. Uh, so anyway, it, it, they do if it distracts Rick from his stated purpose. Uh, so uh, anyway, um, the whole dark side Desaad, what's going on with Earth with apocalypse right feels like they're making it up as they go along really i I felt very reverse engineered i just don't understand the connection between earth two and earth one and that whole well that's what i mean that's what i mean they're built they because i think what happened is you had dark side in justice league right which is going to be justice league war the next direct-to-video uh animated film and then you had uh, James Robinson came along, and created Earth Two, and said, "Oh yeah, it was Justice uh, League. Actually, it was it, 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 it was Dark Side. It was Dark Side that did that." And then they went, "Hmm, I wonder if it's the same Dark Side." Yeah. And then uh, so this, and then you have Greg Pak came along and he came up with a really good idea. And I mean, you're not going to argue with Greg Pak because he's actually a really good sci-fi writer, and, right. and you're not going to argue with him when he comes in. Like you weren't going to argue with James Robinson. So now they're like scurrying, and Pak did the Dark Side one. So Dark Side's been going from Earth to Earth. Killing Superman and, until somehow the new 52 Earth, which I, I call shenanigans on, is the toughest of them all. 
BS. Uh, you know, so anyway, I, I just like the idea that I, I like the idea that there might be multiple dark sides out there that you could have like. But the that's not crisis what on saying. infinite dark sides. But that's not what they're saying. It's the same. I know. Dark I know. Side I know. Going. They're saying he's a and, dimensional and, traveler. And, and, and to me, it's another one where it's where this is the Star Wars syndrome. I didn't like getting a backstory for him. Yeah, I was I was happy just knowing. The old gods died and the new gods arose. Right. It was and, it was beautiful Kirby art, uh, poetry. And know. then showing this, it, it's like, no, that's kind of dumb. And it's like, why did any... What? What? Yeah. Um, At the same time as we get a Thanos origin, too, right? Yeah. So, I mean, that's what they're doing. They're trying to beat Thanos to the big screen. Yeah. Too late. Uh, I bought the Fantastic Four. Of course, still following the Matt Fraction series is really good. I bought that one, too, yeah. and it's really good. And again, that book is wonderful. You can pick up any single issue of it, read it, and enjoy it. As that's it. what's happening is I stumble across a bag so and we read got, out of order. I got Hunger Number 4, I which was, have you read any of these? I did read Number 2. I enjoyed it. That's Joshua Hale Fialkov. It's really Love good. his work. Yeah. I decided I'm going to buy it in trade because I can't remember what I bought and what I didn't, and I can't find the bags. So I'm just there. Um Fables, of course, staying up with Fables, which we should mention that this week went live on uh, PS3, Xbox, and PC. Uh, chapter one of The Wolf Among Us, the right, Fables game. So haven't had a chance to play that yet, but I was contemplating buying that chapter. That's a downloadable game. Downloadable game, chapter by chapter. So, so do we know how, what they're charging per chapter? Uh, it's $5, $4.99 for chapter one on PS3 and Xbox last okay. night. I, I looked into it. I'm working on getting a code. Cool. So, uh, you know, we'll see what we can do. Um, so, uh, and again, an astounding number. Issue 112 of BPRD, Hell on Earth. Uh, this, uh, a, long, a, a series that uh, really, again, for, for being worlds that are just drawn out of uh, Magnolia's mind, uh, just uh, constantly a great book. Which so. I want to point out, if you go back and you pick up that Rocket Raccoon Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. special, that's Magnolia too, very oh, early. It's Mike Mignola doing oh, the art, and it looks that. nothing oh, no. like Hellboy or yeah. BPRD. He's got a different inker. It's uh, fascinating. Picking up, of course, now issue three of Max Brooks's The Extinction Parade. I've got to wait for a trade for that because I can't find anybody who has uh, the earlier issues. Okay, it's a good book. And there's my Batman and Superman. So go ahead to your next one on the stack. Batman and Two-Face. The, uh, well, that's next on Peter mine. Tomasi and Patrick Gleason and Mick Gray. Now, this, this cover, did you see Mick Gray's cover for this? He put up on Facebook. No, the, I, I don't think I did. He put this wonderful cover of Two Face uh, and I Batman with that. a bunch of coins in midair. I did see that, and which I thought, you know, that would be a great lenticular cover. But this one, I, I like that one better than this cover. But this cover's not bad. But no, um, I don't know what's up with that. I've got to write to Mick and say, hey, what's up with the other? Is that going to be a limited edition what cover? That? What up with what's that? Up with that, Mick Gray. <laughs> okay, I got of course the latest Batman sixty six. Oh, greatest book ever written. Yes, you may. See, this is what happens. Chris used his words. Chris used his words. Oh, (laughs) and then just like my father at the dinner table, Goodson snagged it in midair. If we're talking about Batman 66, can we also say that Earth 2 is having a Batman 66 party tomorrow? Yeah, except I don't know if if Rick will have the podcast up time, but there is an article on Fanboy Planet about it. So are you going to attend tomorrow night, Nate? No, I will not be there. Damn it! I won't be able to get it up before Friday. Yeah, that's all right. I'm doing a class at San Jose State tomorrow. That's fine. Uh, Avengers versus plus X, A plus X again. Is still still falling out from A V X. Yeah. Um, but this is apparently this has been kind of a soft book for me. You know, the, half the book is one pairing of Avengers and X Men, the other half is another pairing. 
But this one says a new six-part story starts it's, here. It's sort of like wine and cheese. Yeah, maybe. Um, six-part pairing. The uh, my my question is: does that mean three issues or six issues? Uh, I, <laughs> I don't know. Nothing. I'll report back later. Don't you do that. Aziz Ansari is the assistant editor on Batman 66? I guess so. What? Okay, that just blew my mind. There's so little left to blow. That's true. Anyway, uh, and then I picked up Animal Man, which we've talked about many times. So uh, we're very excited there. Um, So a good week. Good week. Anything, Nate, that you'd like to add to it? Uh, No. Okay. Uh, we do know in movies we can move on. We were talking about Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy has wrapped sh- officially uh, principal photography, finished up on Saturday. Uh, and Michael Rooker and James Gunn then mixed it up in Paris nice. as a celebration afterwards. I think it's the funniest friendship. I, I mean, it's not <laughs> funny. It's just that it's weird that that's like out of all the people he's worked with, Rooker is like the best friend. You know, and you see these pictures is just like, Rookers there in case trouble starts, you know. <laughs> I watched Mall Rats this weekend. Oh yeah. Michael Rooker is the That's bad guy. I know, in it. I know. Did and he's it, just like such a goof. It's did, just it, like, did it stand up? I mean, how did you Mall feel? Rats has never stood up, but it's yeah, it's, it's one of those Mall guilty Rats pleasures. Stands up, Rick, you take that. It back. totally does. It's, it's a total guilty pleasure. I, know, I will I always li- watch it. I kinda like Mall Rats, but every time I watch it I go, Why do I like this? I don't know. It's 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 just I think uh, it's because it was talking about us at a time that nobody else was. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and Kevin Smith got there before the rest of us could. Now, did did Chasing Amy come right after that? About two years later. Two years. But that was the next movie that he made. Yeah, was Chasing that Amy. was because that's where like Joey his, uh, Lawrence was. Yeah, in that he, one. Uh, uh, not Joey Lawrence. That's the guy from Blossom. Joey Lauren uh, Adams. Joey, Joey Lauren Adams. Lauren Adams. Right. Very different celebrities. Yes. yes <laughs> oh, sorry. 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 <laughs> Equally bangable. Uh, <laughs> Anyway. I wouldn't go that far on Joey Lauren Adams. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Kevin Smith got a big, big uh, studio deal for Mall Rats. Then he went back and licked his wounds and wrote uh, Chasing Amy and went back to being independent. Yeah. So Mall Rats was kind of his, along with Cop Out, his, his two <laughs> studio experiences. And it's like, you know, his studio experiences are the worst of his films. So, uh, you know. But oddly a, enough, Charming in its own way. Not cop out. You haven't seen cop oh, out. I haven't seen cop no, out. No, no, don't. No, I meant. Don't. I meant. I meant uh, you don't Tra- have a, You don't have enough time left, Rick. I, meant I, I, I hate to. Tracy Morgan couldn't save cop out. Wow. No. Tracy Morgan is a terrible actor. That's you take problem. that back. No, no, no. I'm going to go with Nate, but I enjoy him as a personality. Uh, Tracy so, Morgan is hilarious and a wonderful comedian. Yes. But a horrid, horrid actor. So apparently out of it, and you guys watching, I haven't, is out of the Guardians of the Galaxy, we saw Vin Diesel on stilts portraying Groot. Yeah. He's in the modern kind of springy uh, oh, those back arch. Well, I don't know stilts. what you call those. They're the I ones, believe they're blades. The, the, they're the same ones that are, that are in, okay. uh, that are in uh, Portal. They're, they're daywalkers? Yeah. They're the ones that, uh, that the uh, South African murder guy wore. They're based on that concept. Okay. <laughs> By the way, South African Korean murder guy. Great name. Great for the band. band. Yeah. Isn't that Pistorius? Do Pistorius, I know a sport? Yes. I know a sports reference. Yes, Oscar Pistorius. Yes. Oh, thank you, Nate. Who proves once again, Archer correct? Never trust a damn cyborg. Never. True. True. Very true. Uh, yeah. So anyway, he's he's walking around in a uh, in a parking lot and talking to people about uh, the films, and he goes up to a. Uh, 
He's just Groot. He goes up to somebody's trailer and they're talking. They're talking about the movie, and then he talks. He says that his father. This is for you, Nate. Listen, his father told him once there are no small actors, and 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 then he says something like, and there may be small parts, but you can always do more. I only have one line in this movie, but I make the most of it. Well, you know, yes, Nate listens to uh, Hollywood Babble on Back to Kevin, Kevin Smith, and there is a story about that. If you watch the Iron Giant uh, extras, there's a little video documentary about uh, Vin Diesel in the, uh, in the recording booth, kind of like, you know, I've got it. I'll take this next reading. Rock. You did it. You nailed it. No, no, I can do better. Rock. <laughs> you know, so... <laughs> And I mock him, but his performance in Iron Giant is really good. And you got to... Oh, don't you scowl at me. I love the Iron Giant. It's my, my le- literally my least favorite animation of the 90s. He borrowed my copy. I was lucky to get it back. Oh, my God. You just suck. And, uh, yeah, so Iron Giant is wonderful. And uh, Brad Bird film. And, uh, oh, Goodson he, and Garcia is going to... It's the Troll versus Goat right here. Uh, <laughs> the Luchador masks come out now. <laughs> um, <laughs> and he, anyway, but he, he also was one of us. He was a childhood D&D player, oh, yeah. and he really is a, a fanboy. He's funny and goofy just talking to these people on the... Uh, yeah, I think he's got a bad rep for being in so many, so many stupid... Yeah. Uh, but then yeah. he's in Riddick. You know, he's Riddick. So uh, you got to go back. Um so, also, out it was rumor of who is Marvel looking for to play Ant-Man in Edgar Wright's film. And uh, the rumors... Nate and, Costa. Nate Costa Nate would Costa. be awesome. I think he'd be good. I think he, you should do all of he'd the motion awesome capture He'd be awesome in our version. Stuff. Oh, yes, absolutely. The, the one where you play Ant-Man actually is pretty good, too, Derek. I would bet that would be great. But Edgar did not call. Um, and after all the, mini- all the minutes we've spent talking to each other over the past ten years... Uh, there's been at least ten good minutes. Um, Honey, I shrunk the arts director. Yeah, there was no, but there was no photographic evidence. It just happened. Um, no, that they're looking at either. Although now one camp denies it. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, JGL, uh, but he is denying it. He says, "No, no, no. I talk he about says, my, he, I talk he, about my upcoming projects all the time. If I had if I had read yeah. for it, you'd hear about it." Yeah, he says. Or Paul Rudd, which is a fascinating choice. And I look at that and I go, you know, Robert Downey Jr. was a fascinating choice. Uh-huh. And, that's, and that's where, again, DC flails, not just fails, flails, Warner Brothers flails. They don't make fascinating choices. Right. They, they just try and make, find the ultimate choice. You know, I, they, I actually thought that Liam Neeson as uh, Ra's al Ghul was a fascinating Liam Neeson's? choice. Okay, yes, no, uh, yeah, yes, Liam Neeson was a great choice you as Ra's al Ghul. They make ben fascinating Affleck choices on secondary. Fascinating choice. on secondary. I think Ben Affleck is a good choice. But I don't think, and, 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 and it is not just in hindsight. Like Ryan Reynolds' Green Lantern was kind of an obvious choice. Yeah. It was a good choice. I would have made it too. But I it would was, argue that Robert Downey was an obvious choice. Uh, I don't that's think one of those t- like wizard casting. Time. We cast this movie. They'd pick Robert Downey Jr. I don't no. think so at the time. Not where he was. No. No. Not for Tony Stark, because Tom they, Tom Cruise wanted to do it. Yeah, and then everybody was thinking, well, Cruise is just going to win it. There's no question. But of course, mm-hmm. we, Cruise is a. You <laughs> that's know. a really big suit, though. I know. <laughs> well, that's why he needs. He was Lots on of room stills. for lifts. He's, he's <laughs> on. <laughs> you know that whole thing about little guys buy big trucks. He's on Pistorius sure. feet. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he's standing on the knee part. That explains yeah, why. Exactly. Well, 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 that was More the problem. Tom exactly. Cruise insisted on wearing nothing but the Hulkbuster armor through the entire <laughs> film uh, before they'd reestablish the Hulk. 
But so, but you think about about they're going to do Ant Man. It's got to be it's got to be sprinkled with comedy. And oh I think, yeah, and, and Rudd's Rudd going to be handled both ways. perfectly fine. And Rudd's going to be uh, Scott Lang or whatever, right? Not yeah, Hank Pym. Uh, no, he's Hank Pym. They I, said Hank Pym. They did not say Scott Scott Lang. I have not seen con- con- I have not seen confirmation out of Marvel either. I way. saw it. Uh, okay, so I saw it on IMDb. So for, okay. what, for what that's worth. Well, the problem is that what happens is IMDb has right. let a lot of people make assumptions and just go in there. Yeah, I, and I, I, that's why and I, Marvel, I qualified it and with And Marvel that. has not specifically, which is a shame because IMDb should be a better source. Yeah. And they are tightening down, but they're still kind of Wikipedia-like on that. As like Although they were, they were amazingly detailed in the, in the plot that... You know that he makes a mistake first, and then he then he makes the thing. Yeah, they don't know that. Nobody knows what the script I, is. You know, I don't know. I, it's, no, because it if didn't I, sound like something you'd just make up, though. Really? Oh, please. Then you're not reading deep enough. Okay. Uh, believe me, people make up plots all the time. I read at least five fake plots for Dark Knight Rises, uh, five fake plots for Dark Knight, uh, and they a, all sounded I read a plausible. Fake plot on a picture of Doctor Who you posted today. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, yeah. Okay. He's like, yeah, that's pretty good too. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. But I would guy, totally, I, I would totally watch that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the problem. I mean, people write fanfic and pass it off, you know, and they go. And but, but you it's, go back. It's even better when it's only a fan graph. You go back to Affleck. Affleck, I, I've come around to say Affleck is the right Batman. If you're going to do, I know, I agree with. If it. you're going to do a Justice League movie, yes, he is the right Batman to be a team Batman. Yes. I'm I'm with it. I in fact I just saw a trailer for a movie. Now I can't oh, can't remember what it, but it, but it was like the levels, the meta levels were. Fantastic. So I saw Gravity on yeah. Monday, and this trailer for this new movie where they had me for first of all it was uh, Casey Affleck, like in a coal miner town. Yes. What's it called? Out of the furnace Something or like that, yeah. out of the fire? Um, and so they go Casey Affleck with Woody Harrelson. And I'm like okay, Batman's little brother, and Woody <laughs> Harrelson. So. As much as I like Ben Affleck, the better Affleck actor brother, acting brother, Casey, awesome. Woody Harrelson, I'm there. Zombie killer. Then, then Christian Bale comes in. I'm like, wait a minute. Batman and Batman's little brother in the same film? Playing brothers? (laughs) (laughs) Suddenly Jackie was crawling over the trunk. And Zoe Saldana. Uh, So (laughs) it was like, I went, no, they had me because it was just like, oh, Woody. Oh, Woody. Um, you know, I, I'm there, but it, it looks like a great film. Uh, and then uh, they confirmed, and this is, I got to decide if I really want to see this. Days of Future Past, X-Men, yes. has been filmed in 48 FPS. Yes. So right. I'm really intrigued. This is going to be, and I, you know, you were hearing this two years ago, and I'm, I'm saying that it's a sad fact, but this is going to be the new standard operating procedure. Because it doesn't hurt anything to shoot it in 48 FPS? No, not at all. Very clearly. Because yeah. I saw Hobbit both ways. Now, the problem, the one problem would be, this is the, the great solution, actually, is you can do that. You can give the uh, definition geeks their 48 frames. Yeah. And you can still give them a standard presentation of 24. Yeah. This is the advantage over doing 30 frames. Mm-hmm. And that is, which is ridiculous because that only gives you, you know. Right. Okay. Right. And this is. Make your this point. Is the new, this is the new standard. This is what we're getting. Because and of the flexibility. Because the, of the flexibility. The thing was, when I, um, Hobbit was 48, 48? Mm-hmm. Yes. And Hobbit 3D was much clearer. 
I believe, yes. than, than any of the other 3Ds I had seen in around that time in 48. But yeah. you could see it both ways. They were but, projecting it both ways. So I saw yeah. it in 3D, 48, and then I just saw it 2D with my son. I saw it, I saw it both ways, 3D. Yeah. And 48 had none, had, there was a light uh, fade to some of the distance. Uh, really, in okay. the twenty-four, that wasn't there in the forty-eight. Because I just I had the impression that more light was getting through the three D process. What could be the fact actually on that is now that I think about it, is that those folks were really hardcore about checking settings on the forty-eight and not for the twenty-four three D. Uh, interesting. And That's possible. That's yeah. very possible. Because Dis- Disney's the same way. So the question I have is, I haven't really seen anything. One, I'll be interested to see X Men that way. I'm like, uh, yeah, okay, I'm there, and I'll assume it's three D. Is the, I, I haven't seen anything. I guess because it's you know the, it, it's past. Is is the Hobbit Desolation of Smaug going to be in forty eight as well? Yes. Okay. So I sat there in Gravity thinking, oh my god, which was a good good movie and very intense in IMAX three D and everything. Everybody says is true. If you're going to see it, actually three D really helps it. I don't know if IMAX helps or not, but you go to AMC before noon. It's actually not that expensive, so it was worth you know the extra yeah. bucks to do that. Mm-hmm. But I sat there just going, oh, man, and the Desolation of Smaug trailer came, and I went, I'm going to get to totally expose my son to IMAX 3D, Desolation of Smaug in 48 FPS, and that young nine-year-old's head we'll have night- is going to be, ex- uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the, you know, and the concern for me always is Because that that's also the, this upcoming episode is the Spiders one, too. Yeah. Oh, yes, I saw the trailer. Oh, anyway. yes. But the problem with this oh, is... Oh, Michael Goodson will not be attending that screening <laughs> no. with me. Well, pass. Yeah. The no? problem with What's it is... the uh, new big-ass spider movie? Yeah. There's oh. a, tra- a poster for that. And I like, know. Oh. I think God it's God Legged Freaks Part 2. You know what's sad? It it, which it, No, it's not yeah, a Legged Freaks Part 2. No, it's, it's like King but Kong. That, but that King was Kong the greatest. Spider. That was the greatest of, of spider yes. movies. And and the thing is... And it's sad. And it's sad that I... You know, our friendship is so strong that every time I see a giant spider... Now, I mean, how long has it been since we've actually... See each other. We've mailed each other and talked a lot, but uh, mailed, not sure. nailed. <laughs> mailed each other for the last year, but I haven't seen it. But every time I see a picture of a giant spider, giant spider movie, I giggle. <laughs> I go, Guts is going to hate this. Yes, it's true. <laughs> it's because, a basic phobia in all humans, okay? Debbie, because, Debbie would agree. Because and, I think of Return of the King. Have I told the story on the podcast? Yes. 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 <laughs> I won't tell it again. I love it. Oh I do God. love that story. I do. I tell that story and I break down laughing. All right. So anyway, that's the movie news. Oh, wait. I got one more. Okay. Oh, that's right. You had one more for me. I do. Now, uh, you might remember a film from 1980 called Maniac. No, I don't. It was a slasher flick. And if I'm remembering the right correctly, I saw it on Showtime. And it is done through the eyes of the killer. They have remade this movie uh, starring Elijah Wood. Oh, yeah, okay, I've seen something about that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But here's the cool thing. On Tuesday, Mondo Video is releasing it, and I will read from their announcement. So direct to Mondo Video? Well, it's even better than that. We are proud to make this our newest Mondo Video release. Limited edition in a clamshell case with randomly inserted purple cassette for $25. Purple cassette? This is a VHS oh my release. God. Oh, my God. In 2013. Oh, my God. This makes me happy. <laughs> it's purple. It's purple. It has, and literally, I mean, if you look at the I, uh, the back cover I don't mean to alarm any listener. back to 1986. I don't mean to alarm any listener, but, but Chris Garcia's left nipple just knocked over a beer bottle. <laughs> uh, 
So yes, so on Tuesday. It is thirsty though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's suckling. Okay. So on Tuesday the, the day reverse after, suckle. The day after my birthday, uh Maniac comes out. Okay, on, Christners, get him a present. Yes. On VHS, you can find out more at Mondotees, T-E-E-S, dot com. Okay. So do they have it on, on uh, DVD as no, well? No, that for, would be ridiculous. For people who aren't, be, aren't, aren't so uh, That would be insane. Enabled. But they will have it in a lilac Betamax. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do believe that. Soundtrack those, available on vinyl? I do believe it will be it's released It's in a future on wire recording. But, you know, the vinyl's coming back. The vinyl sure. is making come. The hey, oddest thing. It'll, they'll sell vinyl, more vinyl than vinyl never VHS left. cassettes. The oddest thing is, like, when I took a group of students up to, uh, to Ashland... One student went to an antique store and she bought. She was so pleased. She bought a turntable, and a, 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 port, a portable turntable. Yeah. You know, for like I don't know fifty. And it was just it was so hard. So they had to then track down because there's a record store in Ashland. Track down a record so in the hotel room they could even test to see if it. And it was like I was pleased to see that high school kids are suddenly rediscovering that vinyl is cool. Right, but there's an argument to made for vinyl audio quality. Yes. No one's making that argument for VHS. No, 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 no. I'm not. <laughs> no, I no. understand. Dude, dude I have you seen it. Maniac on VHS? VHS. <laughs> <laughs> no, I will make an you argument. can't skip chapters. It's awesome. <laughs> I can make an argument for, for Laserdisc, not for VHS. Oh, I, huh. I'm okay with it. I have to get my Laserdisc back. But yeah, hey, anyway. Laserdisc, man. Laserdisc. Yeah. Oh, I got my Laserdisc. I got Laserdisc. Laserdisc. You haven't seen Star Wars until you have seen it on Laserdisc. Well, because you'll never see Star Wars exactly. unless you've seen it on Laserdisc. <laughs> I uh, copied my Laserdisc to DVD. That's not true. Interesting. Can I share a moment I just had with my wife about 15 minutes ago? I, uh, a box showed up at our house. And I said, You've oh. been here for 20. Okay. I, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, where is she? I <laughs> opened <laughs> the box, and it's uh, What's in the box? Several... <laughs> Absolutely nothing. <laughs> it's uh, it's six Blu-ray movies that I bought because there was some great sale for you know five bucks for Blu-ray movies. And I, so I bought a bunch of them, just you know some of my favorite movies on Blu-ray, which I'd never purchased a Blu-ray before. Uh huh. I own no Blu-ray player, <laughs> but the deal on the movie was so I'm, good because I, I was trying to push. I, I can on top Blu-ray. that. I can top that. I can and, too. But all of the next console systems will be Blu-ray, so I know eventually I will have a Blu-ray player. But. Before I had a Laserdisc player, I bought the first five Star Trek movies. Boxed in Laserdisc. Nice. And I had it for two years before I was able to play it. <laughs> then you opened it. Then you I opened it. And then you realized I only Then I realized <laughs> that the thing you could send in to get yeah. some certificate or something had expired. Uh, yeah, so, I have been so what? Every, every Super Mario game and have not owned a Nintendo console since 1997. Okay, so the question is, what five Blu-rays or six Blu-rays are there? Uh, Inception, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Constantine... Tropic Thunder. Okay, I'm with you. I, I, I get this. Um, the let's see. Blade Runner. Yeah, that's five. Uh, films Rutger Hauer was in. Um, uh, no, it's, it <laughs> movies is, I took dates to. It is not twenty dollar pyramid. <laughs> <laughs> There's one more. Things a. No, that was five. The Ferris Bueller. Uh, I, I think, think he said I think it was six. It, oh, okay. okay. I, think, I think it was like. Two, movies two based on Lord Dunsany stories. So, are two you excited by the Constant, Kentucky Fried by movie. the potential Constantine oh. television series? I, I'd never heard of it. Well, it's coming. It's coming. It, Keanu, it's no Keanu? No Keanu. They're no developing Keanu. it for NBC by David S. Goyer and the showrunner of, uh, what do we say that was? The Mentalist. The Mentalist, yeah. Yeah, so uh, interesting. So let's move to television. And I say, I'd like to watch a network TV show again. Well, Agents are you not Shield, watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Agents of mm-hmm. S.H.I.E.L.D., dude. 
No. I, I'm, I'm let it, letting it buffer. You can, okay. you can watch it on ABC.com. Like three episodes, right? <laughs> no, they already done four. Full season. I'm pretty. They've done no, four it, already. Uh, no, it, they it, always, it got its full. It, it got, got its full season, season pickup. Pick yeah. Okay. It was one of the few things I made my bet on TV by the numbers that actually pulled pulled out so far. I would like to say before we get into it that, that on what Michael was saying is that uh, Sleepy Hollow, which I still haven't watched yet, yes. uh, for Fox is doing extremely well, but they are committing, and I, I got to say this is good. That it is only 13 episodes per season. Yeah. They are going to imitate the British model oh, cool. and say it'll be done by, and the following is the same thing. It'll yeah. be done, and then they believe they'll get a lot more quality so episodes that way by making it impact. So will they the do reason. a mid-season replacement it's then? Because, or will, yes, it's or because they're going to this new concept that was actually uh, pioneered by both Bravo and USA of the 13 season, the 13 week seasons. In yeah, but you, I, I think of that as BBC. I, oh, no, no. Let's, let's, let's give the credit to the British. Well, no, the British were typically seven. For God's sake, you, sp- you spelled right? Garcia with a U. Yes. Give the credit to the British. No, but, but Garcia. The British either seven or 13. <laughs> but Krias, no, 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 Garcia. Bravo. Bravo, yeah. Brit- I mean, yeah, there yeah, were 13 episodes in Queer Eye for the straight guy. And, True. <laughs> yeah. Actually, there were only four episodes, but they cut them very, very smartly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anyway, like the state, five skits, eighty episodes. Yeah, five. <laughs> yeah that's that. That's the state. Last uh, last week on this past skit. So with the with with the success, of, no, there's a, uh, a on that Mitchell and Webb look. They have that. They did. They, so do, they, a, they do a skit with a reality as a reality series. It's like next on the on the uh, gift shop sketch. What question is he asking for? And they go through like. You know, three episodes in two minutes, but it's like they're brilliant. It, have you ever seen that mental? Oh, I have. The BBC. It's fantastic, yeah. wonderful show. Um, as a result of Shield success, now Marvel, out of New York Comic Con, is reportedly developing four series, unannounced what it what they are, and a mini series that are looking to Netflix or Hulu to distribute. Okay, and bypass. While at the same time, Netflix is going back to the cable companies and saying. Do you want to carry what we're offering? You want to offer a Netflix channel? Okay. Ridiculous problem number one. Disney. You need a shave. Disney owns Marvel. Right. Yes. ABC has far more potential to monetize those things than Hulu does, even though ABC well, does own not, a portion of Hulu. But that's not the way it works. That is the this, way it works. No, it's not. Warner Brothers owns Cartoon Network, but they'll still cancel young, cancel young Justice because even though that's a DC property and DC makes money, Cartoon Network can't make as much money doing doing Young Justice as they can Danny Phantom still half dead. Is that now that strictly ratings? No, no it's the property it, they own. It's the each each individual arm of the Warner Empire and each individual arm of the Disney Empire is still required to make a certain amount of, of money in order to be considered a profitable and viable and viable arm. And so and the problem is that they have, because there's been a precedent of way too many uh, lawsuits about this, is you can't take a series and say Okay, we're just going to give it to ABC because AB, one, ABC's turned down things that they've developed mm-hmm. uh, the in-house and gone like, Ugh. Uh, I can't remember what it was last year that everybody had a lot of big, big hopes for that uh, ABC just completely shot dead. Um, oh yeah, uh, I, I don't yeah. remember. I you, like I know the story, but I can't think of what it is. But 
because the Smallville producers won on this. That basically, mm-hmm. that they said that um, Smallville had been sweethearted to both the CW and to whatever Warner distribution package and syndication they wanted. So it really hadn't gone out onto the fair market. So you can't do that anymore. You can't automatically say. Now, it could end up on ABC if ABC, as a separate arm within Disney, would still be the best deal for the producers and the production company. Yeah, well, and the the arm of Disney that's hurting the most right now is ABC. Not as much as NBC. Not as much but as anyway. NBC, but, but you know what? They're not much further down that road. No, well, I'm going to quote uh, you know, Jordan Rose, where we got into a fight on Facebook a couple of weeks ago, where television, there is no television show that is a mass media. I still think, a mass medium, that I think that television itself is still mass media, but there is not a large segment of people watching television. Any any given television any given show, show, any given show, um, because we're we're still not sure what's what's going on with the with the time shifting, yeah. and what's going on. Who's watching on Hulu? Who's watching on Netflix? Although you know, who's like, watching on I would demand? say the N- the NCIS and CSI are not time shifting. Uh, no, those those viewers are are watching as long as they can stay awake, and probably part of the success is that they fell asleep in front of the TV exactly. at CBS. Uh, so, but now the cables are, cable channels are also pumping through the cable system, right? The, right, the yeah. on-demand stuff that people used to be going to Hulu for, right? And right. it's all just like right. And now Com, and you know, and Comcast owns NBC, so that's yeah. just like a little loss leader for Comcast. Yeah. Um, so it's getting more complex, but anyway, that's why Marvel has to shop those other. But I don't know what those series could be. Although, well, hold, hold on, let's have some fun with this then. Oh, I've off got the top mine. of your head, and realizing you're doing a TV show and not a movie, what 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 show would you put into that group? What, what we'll all come up with one different one. Well, the first one is it, it should not be a big uh, a big movie. Is uh, Power Man and Iron Fat Iron Fist yeah. should be a television series, and I mean because one it's a great buddy thing. Yep, and it could be you know get Ray Park out of there because he really can't act as much as I like him as a person. Uh, I don't really know him as a person, but he's been a personality within fandom. But he's not, he shouldn't be Iron Fist. But you, but whoever you give some young black actor, maybe Michael J. White, uh, the role of uh, of Luke Cage. Yep. You, uh, Terry you, you, Cruz. I'm sorry. Yeah, Terry Crews is actually tied up in Brooklyn Nine Nine, which is hilarious. Which is great. Hilarious. I can't believe how much I enjoy it. I just I'm sad that it's so soiled by the dad's lead in. Uh, but it's but it, it's fantastic. Andre Brower and Terry Crews on that is like the the comedy. Gold of the season. I had anyway, the time of my Andre life. So, just so hard to read, can't hear you, Nate. Andre Brower is just so hard to read. <laughs> yes, he is. That's what's awesome about him. But anyway, yes. So, who would you say? What what character would you give a series to? Michael. I want more episodes of Batman: Brave and the Bold. He's no, not, not Marvel. Marvel. You have not so <laughs> far Marvel gone. You don't remember that. Okay, Nate. What about you? I would say a lovely uh, Daredevil TV show. I would agree with that. I would agree I, that, with was, that was my first choice as well. Okay, I've got Chris. two. Is it a legal drama? But one is not. One yes, not. it would be. Yes, yeah. I'd do, be like uh, Boston Legal with, with superheroes. I definitely do that. Powers. Technically Marvel. Technically could happen, yeah. Yes. But more importantly, I think for the miniseries, The Invaders. The invaders? Yeah, but you can't but you can't oh, use Captain America. 
You could. No, you uh, can't. Think, and also, think, think. you've got to think budget for a TV show. Well, that's why I would only do a miniseries. Oh, okay. Well, that's a big bu- it's still a big it's budget still a bigger miniseries. Budget, but, HBO miniseries. But remember the old days when, you know... The, but, and the, by the way, I saw this online. After. There's a very interesting theory, if I can throw out there about, otherwise I'll forget it, about S.H.I.E.L.D., about Rising Tide. Yeah. Could that be Namor? Wow. Interesting idea. That would be nice. I would totally... I would forgive... Everything <laughs> about that I'm not liking about Shield. Okay, if Rising Tide was secretly led by Namor exploring the surface world. So you, wow. and, you and Nate chose my first and second. My because okay. I was trying to come up with four, and I, but I thought it was too much. My third, third choice would be Cloak and Dagger. Oh yeah, oh, that'd be great. Cloak and Dagger would be great. I might throw in. How about Obnoxio the Clown? Oh, maybe, let's just, let's maybe just say as Howard a, the Duck. Maybe on breaks between. You shows. better mean that. You had yes. better mean Howard, Howard the, the Duck. Duck. You had better How mean Howard Black the Duck. Cat. Black Cat? Black, Black Cat, Cat would make it. Interesting one. Yeah. The question is, Nate, I don't think that Marvel has the right to Black Cat I because I think that was sold in the stupid Spider-Man deal. Yeah. What about what about Hawkeye? Uh, I mean, he's sidelight Avengers, do, to be honest. I don't think that Jeremy Renner would do a TV series. Yeah, it would be tough. But, but if we would accept that someone else was playing him on television... Yeah, but that's not fair. I don't think they'd do that one because of the arrow. Um, because of arrow, you're right. Yeah, you're right. It would be too close. It'd be too close. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, there's Marvel is Marvel is in a perfect position to capitalize on their films. There are a lot of corners. You know, another one that just just struck me that would just be an interesting Moon Knight. Moon Knight. Moon Knight would be wonderful. And he was mentioned on Blade. Yeah, he was mentioned on the Blade well, television series. I would re- I would revive and redo Blade and take it out of Jeff Johns and uh, David S. Yeah, Goyers. Yeah, yeah. Nice. That's nice. um, the other, the other. Go back one to the say, original blade. Yeah, because it would be interesting with the fro. Right, it would be interesting for the way television has gone. You could do something bizarre like Omega the Unknown, and you could have a series of what the hell is going on between this kid and this yeah. alien. Yeah, you could. And that could be a good miniseries. Frankly, it's and it's it a lot of walking much. around and talking. Yeah, yeah. for the large part of the. It would be it would be a great script. Yeah. And uh, that could, so that could be. I mean, you know. I, so there's plenty of opportunities for them to plenty. come in. Which is the thing that they've always sold is long before this purchase of uh, by Disney was Avi Rod said, we've got like over 3,000 characters. You love us. We're like Disney. And then they became Disney, and then Disney shut them down. <laughs> uh, so I mean, there, there's lots of the, – the problem with TV comic book TV shows that are directly based on comics yeah. seldomly do well long term. Right. Um, with the – I mean, Smallville is the perfect example of a comic book show that is based on a comic book that isn't a comic book show. Yeah. Except that it became a comic book show, and we loved it more. And I thought that's when it started to fall down. You know, when you mentioned... Uh, you were wrong. You mentioned miniseries. You know what I'd like to see them do as a TV... Yeah, exchanged. Everything's still in place. Yeah. Good, good. As a TV miniseries, the 12. That would be great. That'd, That'd be, be interesting. Awesome. And Because you, you don't need to have Civil War involved in it. No. And you don't have, and I, it's not a do big. Do not know. Do you not? J. Michael. J. Michael. He wrote a bunch. He hadn't finished it by the time I dropped out. Okay, right. He, he did finally. He finish came it. back and finished the last three issues. And it was so late that you forgot all the Civil War tie, and it just went, "Oh, it's a good series." You know, it was a good story. So yeah. And that'd be. And, and, and the thing is, it's not a lot of huge special effects but, either. But and Sets. one of the things about the twelve that would be interesting is the names are in the, just on the edge of the silliness that people might not even realize it truly was a comic book. Yeah. And I mean that as a positive. You could tell that people were looking at it like, a, oh, it's kind of a satire. 
not like Watchmen, which felt very you know serious and right, blah, blah, right, right. But the twelve is you know it it, it it could be satirical, but taking from the World War Two, yeah, I think that could be an interesting. I'd be happy to see that. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, of course, again, I want to remind any listeners. Uh, if you have an in with Marvel Studios, we'd be happy to continue pitching yeah. these things. Yeah. On the other hand, we know that what we say here doesn't mean anything other than we're just I, having fanboys. I'd love to go into Marvel and pitch them their own properties. That would be great. I would just so like here's to an idea. A guy with they're... the powers of a spider. Look, Nate needs a jump. Spider hero. We need spider hero. Um, Sorry, Chris won that round of powers. Thank if you. there are any listeners that have these ins, where have you been? I'm looking for a job. Yeah, I know. That's what I was, saying. I was about to say. So use, use them first to get Nate, Nate a job. But we should say, the by, the, by the way, when we were speaking of Arrow earlier, we did just want to point out, and we uh, uh, Rick pointed out to me tonight, you know, Michael J. White. Is it tonight that he's on or next week that he's going to be on Arrow? This week. As Bronze Tiger yeah. uh, from Suicide Squad. And there is a Brave and the Bold episode of with Bronze Tiger. So Michael yep. J. White, who has danced around, as Rick reminded me, I remembered Spawn. Yeah, I forgot that he's in the Dark Knight. Yep. Oh, but he's right. in that Michael. Uh, he's in the Mortal Kombat web series as the cop who goes out there to get you know. So there's a guy that's uh, and he's also Black Dynamite. Yeah, we forgot Black Dynamite on yeah. Adult Swim, which is yep. a pretty really? funny series. Yeah. And the movie Black Dynamite, which if you don't like that movie, I don't even know you which anymore. Which I've never seen. <laughs> you need to watch Black Dynamite because yeah. it's so totally your kind of movie. Really? Oh, you'll be quoting it. Now I've got to go. Do- Thanks. Thanks. He'll hate it. Thanks, Derek. Yeah. Oh, you're welcome. You've certainly put enough in almost, my ear. <laughs> almost as good as Iron Giant. Nothing is as bad as Iron okay, Giant. Okay, okay. Or you, as good. I'm pointing at Rick Brechneiner. Yes. I know I didn't call you moral, uh, you know, a moral compass tonight. We didn't do introductions. Um, but I'm going to say bad. Bad Rick. <laughs> no, no. Bad Rick. It's reverse psychology. Uh, no. Rick is on timeout. Psychology does not work with Chris. That reverse, is reverse psychology. That is not a human mind. Okay. Um, Anyway, hey, what's next? Uh, what we gonna t- uh, Nate Walking Dead? It came back. Talk about it, man. Yeah, it's a TV show on uh, AMC <laughs> based on a long-running Image comic book. That was Spawn, and, right? Season yeah, four. Season four started on Sunday. Yeah, and a bunch of people uh, were. Eaten? Moved from Woodbury into the prison at the end of last season. So there's a gap of about, I think they said three months or so. Six, between, six months. Was it six? That's All right. Six months is what they're, uh, they said on Talking Dead. So Rick is still a little bit crazy, but he's kind of coming back to reality. Oh, good. And there's all kinds of new things to watch out for, like zombies. What? What did what did you what did you think of the gardening incident? Which one? When the, he found the gun in the garden. When he found the gun. I thought it was funny. But uh, that there was a gun buried in the garden. Right. So one, there's a gun buried out there in the in a prison in a prison yard. Not I a well. Just, not I a well kept prison. I assumed it was left over from a gun that got dropped on the ground during a during fire a fight. fight. But it was, it was yeah. I, I I thought about that too. But it was very a little bit deep. But the other thing was, of course, that he didn't want. He didn't. He's thrown away because he doesn't want to carry a gun now. Yeah, that's weird. When did Rick become a pacifist? No, it's that's him not trusting himself with a gun because he had he had lost it. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, and then the. Uh, 
Then we had the 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 lady in the woods. That was hilarious. That was uh, freaky. Tiffany, that was so could... freaky. I had to pause it for a second and go off and do something <laughs> else and then come back to it. When she walked onto the screen, Tiffany jumped because every time there's a zombie, that's what happens. She walks onto the screen, then she turns she turns to and him talks. and talks, and you go, oh my God, the zombies are talking now. They have talking zombies? <laughs> no. No, she wasn't a zombie. She's she was really okay. filthy. A, uh, oh, okay, okay. A moldy-faced living woman. Okay, yeah. all right. All right. But uh, I knew that was going downhill from the second she opened her mouth. Yeah. Okay. Well, and then uh, it's a good return. I liked the kid that the kid that uh, was looking up to Daryl, called him Mister Mister Daryl or whatever he called him. Everyone's <laughs> looking up to Daryl now. Bunch of weirdos. But yeah, can I shake your hand and prepare this meal for you? This is an honor. I see. All no, right. I, I think that uh, yeah, that show it it started off. Almost like things had settled down for them, you know. The they're they've, they're in the ritual of killing the zombies at the fence, right? Yeah. And, and yep. they're training everybody on how to how to do this, and they're they're chatting while they're doing it. It's like so. Got to clear the fence. Got to clear the fence, and then you know, just like every five minutes, things got amped up. Okay. All right. I want to know who's feeding the zombies. Rats. Yeah, yeah that's an interesting question. So much to be scared of. Um, and we'll see. In the, I yeah. want to know what happened to Harry Potter at the end of the show. Yes. What? Harry Potter? Was it? What? There's a Harry Potter lookalike kid who... Uh, the voice uh, of Phineas. He won't be in any more episodes. <laughs> oh, the, uh, the voice of Phineas? Yes. Yes, yes, He it, might yes. be in the next episode. Yeah, he he, he's got a recurring role. They signed him for more. Yes. Oh, if he comes back, he's not going to have any speaking lines. Well, okay. I don't know. I just know that that's uh, that had been a big deal that Phineas... Phineas was on Walking Dead and Ferb is on Game of Thrones. Yeah. He might be in the next episode. And after that, he probably won't be anymore. <laughs> All righty. Uh, how was how uh, was sh- But then there was casting news at New York Comic Con. Yes, tell us, Nate. John from Southland is going to be Abraham. Oh, okay. Very exciting. Okay. And the guy from that one thing is going to be... <laughs> Uh, Eugene and the girl from that other thing is going to be what's her name? Okay, great, good. Well, thanks for that. Up to the no, minute, they, they announced like five characters from the comic books that are going to come up this season. Okay, um, uh, that you know, they're they're characters you're going to recognize if you've been keeping up with the magazines. So and they're all going to be played by Adam Sandler. It's like a colonel. Uh, is there wow. somebody called a colonel or the? Dude, that's what I'm saying. We're not dealing with a human mind across the table. There, we're just not. Uh, uh, how did you feel about Shield this week? Uh, the more I watch Shield, the less I like Sky and what's the guy agent's name? That's not Ward. 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 Yeah, I feel like they're focusing on the wrong people. Yeah, Fitz and yeah. Simmons. But but it's clearly that's like, again that feels like a network interference thing. Like oh look, they're the hot sexy, and I didn't like that push. I just wanted. Although I'm gonna go with you, I I am going to now say that I feel a little better about the LMD thing. And only because I can see an arc where the point is that by becoming inhuman, Coulson's clearly more, more human. human. Yeah. yeah. Now, here's the funny thing, and this is something I am amazed about, is that you are getting so little Joss, but when you do get the Joss stuff out of him, it's so obviously Joss. The, this, it was the monkey this week was the one that really got me. The, uh, the, last, the very last thing you saw 
was a straight up Joss gag. The, the monkey, the the, the the poker game. Yeah, the, the poker, poker game. game. Yes. Yeah, that you know the monkey, like from the movie. Uh, yes, the undead monkey. Yes, as, as uh, Goodson I used to say. Yes, yes. and that was obviously it's a thing. A, we started it. Yeah, that was obviously a Joss moment. The uh, the backpack from two weeks ago, uh, where they all scooted back. That was yeah. a Joss moment. There are so few of those that they're really starting to stand out. And I think that's if they went more more in a Josh esque direction, the weed the Whedon esque, yeah. that it would be a it would result in a better show. I'm still enjoying it. I thought this episode was far better than the last. I think that they, they have the potential for it. I wish they would ramp it up. It's it's one of those things where his comedy is not necessarily the comedy of an organization. And like you guys have to explain to me, and I'm sorry if I miss something or if I'm just, it could be I, I went temporarily stupid. The red masks. Yes. Yes. What purpose okay, did so, they serve? So they went over that really fast. Basically, they were only one of the suitcases had the diamonds in I it. I got that. And so they were trying to make it so you couldn't pick any one of them out of the crowd. So they, okay. the, the, the red masks were just, it was a mask. They all had a mask on to okay, but here's, hide themselves. But okay, that's what I thought. But I, what I felt was dumb about it was that no one around them was responding to people in red masks. Yes, that was man, my problem. My, my there was one guy was, who was kind of like dancing in front of one of them yeah. as they came by. And that's the guy that said, we're never going to hire him as an extra again. Yeah. And my first thought was, <laughs> um, it was either A, this is the Christmas invasion. I thought the, it was. I thought it was a red right. skull cult. I thought. I thought that. I thought. It was, I thought we were exactly going to get an episode about the skull, of a skull cult. Yeah. I was waiting for a flash mob, and they were all going to do was it. Kind of, yeah. That was the second thing. I <laughs> they all set down the suitcases and start breakdancing. Yes, but it was. It was an interesting, interesting take, and I really liked her. I thought that that uh, the, interesting character, the, the, the Alfre Woodard like character, yeah, and, and a setup of a very interesting. And what I what I really liked was she of all the characters so far. Came the closest to actually wearing a superhero outfit, so I was spending the episode going, "Yes, who is she? Who yeah. is she? What do her powers respond to?" I couldn't, I couldn't because she isn't; she's a creation for it. But the, the creation of a larger, big bad, another group out there, yeah. which I have a feeling, knowing what we know after watching the Iron Man three extra, is the, this is going to tie back to Zodiac because Zodiac's mm. too key yeah. to have been thrown away so casually by that Agent Carter short film. Yeah, the the um, the business about I, I thought it was really brilliant. The the she's got a, a handler who can see out her eye, and then when they finally find him, he's, he's got being one. a handler. Oh, yeah. That was Great. that was brilliant. And, the, and the, it was just like, and it's like the snap in the eye, uh, and yeah. you go. Oh my god! And yeah, that was great. Yeah, that was great. It's 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 a uh, it's a body snatcher moment. Yeah, it was really well done. So uh, this is, is probably Goodson still sitting there. Yes, yeah. he is. He's just quiet. He doesn't have anything to say. And he's just ruining the entire series for him. <laughs> he talking to me because I can't hear him. He can't hear you. <clears throat> That's <laughs> half of the reason I'm not saying anything. Other is I haven't seen the show you guys are talking about. Well, he just said we're ruining the show for you. No. Yeah. No, he said he had no interest in it. Okay. Colson is on the movies. Nate, I don't think you know this, but Michael's is self-identified as a new skin, which means his brain completely sheds itself every month. And no, so he, he'll forget this conversation. So he right will completely forget this conversation. He, he has a series of tattoos. Of he might vaguely remember the the linguisa corn dog. No, yes, he I'm going to remember nothing of what Nate said. Let's be clear about that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you remember Nate was talking about all? The- Michael has a series of tattoos on his chest that he reads every morning. <laughs> it turns out he gave his wife too much insulin. So, oh, that's the twist. <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh No, that was Nolan. That was Nolan. Uh, okay. Right. <laughs> so, anyway, that's all I have this week. Oh, no, I have one more thing because I, because Chris is here. I wanted to say a local. If you're in this Bay Area, uh, tonight opened mm-hmm. a Pulitzer Prize finalist play in downtown San Jose based on professional wrestling, using professional wrestling yes. as a metaphor for international relations. The elaborate what? entrance of Chad, Chad Deity. Deity, which was not not a uh, Pulitzer Prize finalist, Pulitzer Prize winning. No, no, no. It's a finalist. I have the script. Then it says what? finalist. I then don't know, but trust me, it did not win. It, it won one. Of, it might have won the Drama Desk then, because it won one of the really big awards. Yes, two but years it, ago. but I believe me, the script I have says finalist, not uh, so. Interesting. Uh, anyway, it is playing at San Jose Stage Company. Opens mm-hmm. tonight as a five week run. So, because it is dealing with uh, there are luchadoras, luchadoras there mm-hmm. are wrestlers, uh, and it's it's not uh, I can't remember what they call it T H E wrestling, not uh, W. Yeah. But uh, very interesting uh, play set in a wrestling ring. Yes, and it's a fascinating. It's the it's one. It's the most accurate portrayal of wrestling ever done in theater, um, which isn't saying no. Um, but I'm going to say, I mean, I really having mm-hmm. having not finished reading the whole thing, but just opening it and going. Uh, because it was described to me by Randy King, the artistic director mm-hmm. there, about like, oh, you know, it's great about international relations. And, and it's all this, and it's this great metaphor. The opening monologue blew me away mm-hmm. with everything that's actually being said about our culture and our society in terms of this wrestler talking about why he wanted to be a wrestler. Yeah. And I went, you're on to something special with this script. I totally get it, why you guys want to do this play. So I'm just going to recommend to anybody who uh, listens and is in the area – this is an interesting night of theater uh, from a good good local company, and uh, there's a, a great new restaurant that uh, that Rick and I have to try uh, down uh, like a, a one door yep. down, a new place that yep. is it's only open Thursdays through Sundays on theater nights. Oh, nice! That uh, is dinner and dessert, so it can. It's uh, uh, what's it, um, the, the Harmonia? No, I want to say the it's Theater uh, Cafe. No, it's no. not. Huh. Uh, but a new place because San, because downtown San Jose is totally happening. I mean, not not only oh, yeah. can you go to Cafe Stretch or the Blackbird Tavern, which I really enjoy. Oh yeah, I love that place. Oh, I haven't gone there yet, but I love Cafe Stretch. Yeah. Obviously, we do. But you go down here to this new Single place that's, that's opened up on third, you know, just on on the nights. Great stuff. So so hang on down and let me pitch something here. Um, woo? Now, will it be woo in Peru? They do oh, this. God, thing. I can't afford people. No, please donate me. more on PayPal. I can't Peru get to Peru. Area. This is not about Peru. We in have Peru? no listeners in Peru. I can guarantee that. Well, they have been doing a thing recently called Lucha Libro, where people are competitively writing novels in public, wearing masks and doing interviews and stuff. So we've decided we're going to bring this to Northern California, possibly starting at Baycon. Wow. What we're actually going to do, we're going to actually do it with... Uh, Lucha Lambro? Uh, we're thinking of... Uh, All Luch- of these sound like ideas that have been, have been done before. National relations? Do you guys not know the Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov? I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 that's what... That's Wait, what they're going to do interviews in masks? That's a promo. <laughs> yes. So we're, we're fascinated and excited um, that we're going to be starting the, probably at Baycon, hopefully, um, as sort of a... Start- when you say we, who are you? Uh, there are a... A group of us from Bacon, myself, Bobby Tolan, among others. Okay. Um, and hopefully we'll be able to do it with uh, co- sort of a combination of uh, Iron Poet and wrestling with the Lucha Libre mask I've been collecting all my life. 
You should get Eric involved in that. Oh, that would be great. He'd be perfect. He would be perfect. He you be know, your, your if, interviewer. if, uh, no, I would like to, uh, I would like to participate if you will loan me a mask. I will loan, I have I a will mask. totally do that to wear I, a mask. I own three luchador I masks. insist it's still in the bag. I will give you. <laughs> yeah. A, I want a can of Lysol. <laughs> I will give you mask. the blue demon mask I have never found myself worthy of wearing. I have a Santos mask. You would let me wear the blue demon? Demon That's, Azul. That is my favorite full throttle flavor. And it should be. <laughs> Then yeah. I am in. All right. Um, do you have anything there, else, Nate? I just want to say something about Lucha Libre masks. Yes. Very quickly here. There's a Mexican grocer, Vallarta, right down the street. And down one of the aisles is just a huge thing. You know how they put on the side when you're grocery shopping? Yeah. All wrestling masks. If it's they awesome. have any of the official AAA masks, I will reimburse you 75% plus. All right. What? Uh, Wait, 75 that, that wasn't a good deal. No, plus 75%. Oh, oh, oh. oh Reimburse oh, you. Oh. Yeah, 1.75. 1.75%. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Yes, 1.75%. <laughs> Oral contract name. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, listen. Uh, if you can do math. <laughs> if you have comments, there are other podcasts for you. <laughs> if you, if you have comments, com- compliments, math commentary, cast, math criticism, cast. math problems that you'd like us to try to solve live, write into editor Superman at is com. <laughs> this is the important part. We're shilling for money. Okay. Listen to us on iTunes. Rate us. Uh, leave a review. Tell your friends. Listen to us on the Stitcher app, which is, of course, available right directly on the website now, www.fanboyplanet.com. Planet.com. And uh, if you'd like to pick up something off Amazon or if you would like to just donate straight out to PayPal, I am not shy about this. Uh, not at all. You no, know, it just costs money to get this quality material out here. So, you know, uh, until we start selling locks of Garcia's hair, this is what we have to do. So, uh, I'm. It's a controlled substance. I am Derek McCaw, editor in chief of fanboyplanet.com. I'm Michael Goodson, co founder of fanboyplanet.com. Oh, and then Nate, go ahead again, because Michael didn't hear you as he was talking over you. It was fantastic. That was awesome. I am Big Costa. Excellent. Sounds exactly the same. I'm Christopher J. Garcia. The Reverend Doctor. Thank you. And I'm Rick Brett Snyder, reminding you to use your powers only for good. Good, good, good. And thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.thegreatlukeski.com. I mean, it suffers the same problem that hundreds of films do this year. It's too long. It could really use like a good five minutes cut off of it. But it tells a good story and the effects are pretty decent. So what are its chances? 50-50, 50-50, but only a 50% chance of that. That'd be really one in four then? Well, if if it's just me choosing it, it's a, it's a crap shoot. If it's if Bill 
gets involved. Will, will you talk about a guy who cannot make a commitment? Wow. Well, no. The thing is, if they... I, I really have no idea how I'm going to go. I don't... <laughs> 50-50 chance and... It's a 50-50 chance. It's quite possible. Frankly, yeah. I, have, I have no consistency. It's Schrodinger's cat. Yes. <laughs> Schrodinger's Chris. If the, the Mindbenders program doesn't, isn't filled... I see what you're saying. Yes, it's not. It's not as strong that it has to go in. It's no skin off my nose. I, I don't know the guy. I didn't go see it, but you know, I was invited to a screening down in L.A. And, really? Oh yeah, you know. But I get, you know, the the problem is, Felina has to understand. When I go to L.A., I serve many different social groups, and most of them are the ones that uh, make me feel decent as a human being. So you know, I they, those those groups exist. Hang not on. here. Let's see. How do I? I'm I'm okay. Let's see. And you know I'm going wine tasting tomorrow. Is that tomorrow? No. It's tomorrow. Tomorrow I have to go up to Napa. Do you see how contradictory a damn statement from <laughs> I'm going wine. No wonder you can't pick a short. I'm going wine tasting tomorrow. Tomorrow? No. no. But I'll be thinking about it tomorrow. And <laughs> now that you're interested, and no. no. <laughs> and for Chris Garcia, thinking about it is the same thing as having done it. Hence the Garcia administration. That. <laughs> That's right. Hey, as the first Hispanic American to declare himself the government of this country in 200 years. Wait a minute. Have you declared yourself officially the government or are you running for the government? No, no, no. I am the government. That was like the, a, the very first tweet was, I am here by the government of these United States of America. You're like the Mona Slibnians. More or less. Whatever that means. Mona Slibnians was a fanfic thing in the uh, 70s that... Uh, Nate. Hi, guys. Bonjour, Nate. Are you talking as loud as you can or are you sounding like a little mouse? I'm, I'm setting up here. Okay. Because, you know, really, dude, I haven't had enough to drink, so don't fuck with us yet. Not yet. Oh, Snape, that just happened. Hello. Would you tap that microphone, Derek? Yeah. Did someone? Oh, he tapped that. Okay. Oh, tapped that microphone many times. <laughs> that microphone keeps me warm on a lonely, cold night. That microphone has daddy issues. That's what we need. Uh, is there somebody we expect? Uh, oh, um, Shimada might come in. Uh, and uh, you know, I didn't hear from Salazar, but, you know. He's got a lot of swap forces to play with. Yeah, he does. He's got a lot of anger issues. He's still to work opening out. them. <laughs> yeah, a lot of anger issues today. We got into a Kirk off. Oh God. No 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 no. Yeah, well that's na, what na, I was hearing that, but it was all on Facebook. He claimed he's a bigger oh, nice. he, he does that he's bigger about drama than I am. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Drama what? Ooh. Exactly. He wouldn't be specific and all his drama was I got drama. How's that? Uh Shadow is really good. And uh, this is the classic shadow, and they've, all, they've got a shadow now. You, did you read the shadow now? I have not yet read it. I have it. It's really there. It's got the same kind of feel as a spider, almost to the point of being. Oh, well, I haven't read annoying. the spider, so that doesn't really mean anything to me at this moment. Well, the spider, the except right for the one that was a big crossover, is all set in modern day. Okay. Oh wow. These, this is the annual. Well, that's why I don't want to, you know, I don't, eh, we'll get there. Yeah. Don't go through it ahead of time. I was going to be surprised by your stack now. No. I was, I'm being surprised by my stack. I'm surprised I by I go Pandora. in there like in a blur. Here we are stuck <laughs> buying Pandora again. Like, what the hell? It's like, you, you know, bought it too? <laughs> of course I did. 
I'm like, why am I doing this? Oh, it's a Neil. I said, why are you doing this? I, said, I don't know. I said to Neil, did for I? For the same reason you bought Red Hulk. You were I, hoping for an answer. I said to Neil, did I buy Phantom Stranger last month? And he goes, yes, you did. <laughs> then I shall continue. Then I must be hurting myself by... Yes. So, um, yeah, let's, uh, let's begin. If we may. Oh, they have a goat cheeseburger. Hey, Nate. Yes. I've got you pumped. Here. Oh, no, I can't do that. Okay. I've got you pumped all the way up, and you're you're a little bit quiet. So you're going to need to uh, you're gonna need to enunciate. From the diaphragm, old boy. You might want to stand. Allow me to enunciate for you. Yes, that's thank better. Thank you, Nathan. <laughs> Nate, thank you. Oh, dear. <laughs> Poor Nate is trapped as a flashback to a San Diego strip club one night in 2008. Nathan! Oh, no. Oh, Nathan! <laughs> this does not go into the outtakes. <laughs> it's too bad it really makes a good one. Well, yeah, all right. Great <laughs> I don't mind outing myself. I don't, I don't want to out Nathan. I'm sure, he's told, <laughs> I'm sure he's told Tiffany all about it. I think Tiffany was there. Really? No, she was not. Wasn't there one year she was? No. I don't know why I thought that. Was that Jason? And I just confused them. Yeah, <laughs> Jason. <laughs> Jason. <laughs> huh. Okay. Nate? Yes. I think we're all ready. You want to uh, you, you want to do any kind of high level what we're going to do today? Or just... Testing, let, let testing. Nate know. Oh, testing. You want an idea, Nate? We've had a request from Dave Tapia, which you saw, that you talked about Walking Dead. Uh, yes, he did not present that in the form of a question. No, but I allowed it. I get to do that. I'm the moderator of that page. Um, we were going to talk about Ant-Man, and I don't think there's any other questions that were up there, but let me open up the the pages. Uh, Brian K. Shimada had a question about whether Vin Diesel walking on stilts would be the only Groot news that we the, ever get. I watched the video, and we've got there's one other bit that came out of that video that we've got to okay. surprise you with later. Okay. I only watched the first 15 seconds of that video before getting tired of it. I didn't. I didn't see the video. Their server no was was really crapping about. out. I had to. I just pause it and let it cache. And I never have to do that. Okay. Oh, and Dan Slott as a sign on the upcoming Silver Surfer comic that came out of New and York. Michael oh, Allred. Nice. No, the entire Allred clan. Really. The entire Allred. Clan. So if you've noticed, that's what who's actually taken over FF. It's Michael Allred, his son Lee, and his wife Laura. Wow. Lee and Michael plot while Michael draws, and. Laura colors. See, I have, I have, but he's. The, I looked at then the cover. Slot doing the cover just says Michael Alred. It just it's, right. It doesn't but, say. But I, I saw deeper. Okay. Um, I saw an I saw an announcement saw that saw deeper. Um, no, uh, Slot is Slot is plotting and and scripting. They're plotting together. Okay. And then Slot is you know scripting, but you know. I I, I, I have an observation on that that I will hold until we talk. Okay. about Okay. So there we go. Let's uh, let's go, Nate. If you're ready. Oh, and I have a movie piece. Which movie? When we get there. Maniac. Oh, do you know about a a, a film a, a, an indie film festival that's happening? They're going to have their meeting here. Here. Which is why this wall behind us got painted. I did not know. I was the, talking to the guy the, who was painting. It's the Nerdvana uh, Film Festival. No, I don't think so. No, okay. I wouldn't. I would not. It's not well. The only other indie festival. There's, there's apparently this weekend is sci-fi. No, this weekend is uh, 
San Jose Short. Okay. And then there's San Jose Short and there's uh, Silicon Valley Jewish. Which one's happening at Santana Row? San Jose Short. Okay. Yeah, the Jewish one got announced at uh, Basfa as well. Yeah, it's actually it's a really good lineup. It I did I sound interesting. I, do I have to wear a yarmulke? No. Okay. Topol is going to be there on Saturday. Oh. And they're doing sing-along uh, Fiddler on Fiddle the Roof on, on the Sunday roof, yeah. with Topol in the audience. I saw Topol in the big. Oh, my. Life. Oh, nice. I'm trying with to Patty Lapone. I saw him in The Most Happy Fella. Wow. I saw Harvey Firestein do Tevye in... Uh, uh, which I've heard is brilliant. Or, uh, it was, I've heard that's really good. It was astounding. It was, it was really, really good. And we lost Nate before we even got to Doctor Who. So, uh, gentlemen. Too evil. Tradition. Too Tradition. Evil. Tradition. 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 <laughs> Tradition. Uh, hey, Nate, you ready to take us away from all this? I am. I am ready. <laughs> wow. Thank you for going with that I, instead of matchmaker. I feel like I'm Mothra and there are two little girls singing next to me. Tradition. Oh, that was the best short film I've seen so far this year. Mothra? It, there's actually a movie about, okay, those two girls yeah. grew up to become a cabaret act. That's awesome. <laughs> Did they really? In the world's no, no, they didn't. Smallest. Because that'd be an awesome But they were still the miniature ones, right? <laughs> no, they were actually full-size women and one of them has decided to get married. Okay. And it's leaving the act, and it's brilliant. That's Holiday Inn, or uh, that's uh, that's uh, White Christmas, White Christmas, White Christmas yeah. which is Holiday Inn. Well, White Holiday Whoa. Inn is a sad White Christmas. Okay, well, mm. yes, like any Christmas with my family back east. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Garcia Christmas, the Garcia family Christmas, a very Garcia yeah, Christmas. Christmas. Oh. We've got a short happy film. life day. <laughs> We've got a short film to make. You're right. You go in and it's just Garcia. In green screen, like seven of them around the table going, <laughs> Well, you know, that's the best thing about uh, Disney owning Star Wars now. We can't get Chris Baca back in time. <laughs> Don't worry, Chrissy. <laughs> hey, hey, our should... Carney was a genius in that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get Boba Brett back and make his first appearance. Uh, He'll be a lot more talkative than any other appearance he makes. Yeah. Did you see Michelle's action uh, trading card? Today? Oh, my God. It was awesome. Very nice. Yeah. Which very nice. one is uh, Michelle? The one is on the right. The one on the right that looks yes. like Michelle. Yes. A little I don't thinner, know what Michelle looks like. A little thinner and less Asian than the other one. Actually, yeah. the, the... A lot less Asian. The yeah. drawing looks a little thinner The one that's yelling at the bottom Michelle or the one that's well. standing? The one that's attention. standing. The one that's standing, yeah. yeah. Okay. He's sort of Good leaning, actually. He's the... What's his... That's awesome. Is he a major or a colonel? Or? He's captain. Captain, captain. captain Michelle. He's captain captain Michelle. Michelle. But I don't think that actually is. I think that's just they used him as a they model for, a, for yeah. a original trilogy. Well, it's, it's the, it's the uh, X-Wings coming down on the Rebels. Death Star. Yeah, yeah, it's Rebels. Yeah. Okay. okay. That, that seemed like a great it's conversation uh... to have here at Seven Stars. Hey. Are you ready, Nate? I am ready. Okay, I'm going to count down, then I'm going to point to you. Ready? I love the visual. Three, (laughs) two, one. Listen up, fanboys. It's the Fanboy Planet Podcast, and here is your host. Dragons?